Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of the Drop-In CEO brand, and I am so excited that you have joined us for another episode where I get to speak to amazing leaders who share their insights and possibly inspiration with you. And I do ask if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, so we can continue to bring you more amazing guests. And just know, I sincerely care about the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. And today, it is my honor to bring to you my amazing guest, Natalia Berdikin. She is a successful serial entrepreneur and avid traveler. Natalia is the founder and CEO of Life by Design, where she combines her coaching, breathwork, and yoga certifications with her experience having lived and worked around the world mastering the wisdom of different countries, cultures, and industries. And she helps individuals and organizations grow beyond borders and boundaries, and most importantly, increasing their energy, well-being, and leadership ability. Natalia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So a little bit of perspective for my listeners, the power of the network, just so you know, I belong to the Fractional Professional Association, where we bring in amazing guest speakers every month. And Natalia was one of those speakers. And when she talked about energy management and really being a whole leader, not just leading people, but really investing in yourself so that you can show up the best for others. So that is why I wanted to bring her onto the show. She's got a wealth of experience and very worldly, but Natalia, this is your time. I would love for you to share a little bit more about yourself personally, this amazing journey that you've been on, and what are you doing to impact people now? Thank you. Thank you. Well, where do you want me to start? So I am coming from former Soviet Union, and at 16, I moved all the way to U.S., as an exchange student. And since then, well, the world was my oyster and the sky was not the limit. So it was, it's all about change. As you mentioned, different industries, different countries, six different countries. I moved 25 times in 25 years. And oh boy, I know about change. And with all of that, try to make sure to be energized by change, regardless what happens and have that sense of happiness and sense of fulfillment and joy unconditionally of external circumstances. And that's where energy is a big, big friend of mine and navigating the the corporate world and moving into the entrepreneurship world. A few years ago, I, I felt extremely overwhelmed as, as many of us leaders do and exhausted to some extent. It's like, having a lot of weight on the shoulders and constantly figuring out what's the best thing to do while preserving health and whether mental and physical, which can be challenging. And at that point in time, I realized, well, 
energy is the solution and it is a big game changer. And since then, I help others to to navigate through change and through growth and challenging situations in life and businesses and feeling great and um, helping their teams to do the same. I'm curious, though, and I didn't know this about you, having moved 25 times in 25 years. Tell me more about that. Why so many places? Why so many changes? Life, you know, (laughs) things happen. I mean, someone asked me once, are you moving away from something or running away from something? And that it actually made me think. And I did come to a realization that not being defensive at all that no, I'm actually not moving away. I'm moving towards and coming to closer to my true self, that inner energy that I have, that that who. So I work a lot starting with the who, following with the why, what, and how. So change is is one big gift that I had. And then, well, you can't deny it, change is the only constant. So you know, embracing it and benefiting from it is an amazing gift. So, you know, what I love about what you said, and somebody asked me or talked to me as well, is when we're making maybe significant changes, loss of a job, choose to leave a job, or, you know, picking a new degree, ask yourself, are you running away from something or towards something? And I will tell you similarly, I was very burnt out from corporate. And I think I was running away. I kept saying, I don't want to go back to that environment. And I was running towards something different, but I wasn't really sure. But in my case, and I wonder for you or our listeners, is were we really running or going towards who we were truly meant to be? Because now I'm a very talkative person. I'm very expressive. I'm very creative. As a child, I used to be that way. And so I think for myself personally, I was running away from being stifled in a corporate environment It's great for others, but I was no longer thriving. And now I'm running to that creative space and also being able to make our impact on the world. Others should be thinking about how they are. Are they running from or running to? So you said something about running to. What is it that you were running towards in terms of your own personal growth and the work that you're doing now? Thank you for the question. I was, I am still a very curious person. Okay. And so to answer the early question as well about all that change, some of that just naturally happened. Like I had to, I ended up living in four different host families in US in the 90s as an exchange student from Soviet Union. So, you know, four changes and four moves in one year. So then you start counting from the 90s. So 25 does not sound so much after all. But it's, it's really that curiosity for life, the curiosity for learning that, you know, questioning the status quo. And it was always a thing, you know, like questioning the limiting beliefs. Why do we need to be stuck here? Why do we have to do what we are told to do? And, you know, it's the society, it's the religion, it's the families, the grandparents, it's everyone else looking at everyone else. and. No, and hence questioning that and moving from and moving towards is just part of the game and not feeling stuck. It's Isn't that a really drastic, draining feeling of feeling stuck anywhere? No, life is uh, way too exciting and interesting for that. And 
we have so much to offer just to be stuck. It's so amazing because as I was waking up early this morning for our listeners to see, you know, it's 8 a.m. on a Saturday and Natalia lives in Barcelona, Spain. So we're six hours difference. But this morning, my energy, I had to write. And the article that I was writing was about being stuck. And why do we let ourselves be stuck? I talk about societal norms. I talk about glass ceiling. Is it, you know, the corporate culture? Is it ourselves that maybe is holding our back? And yes, there are circumstances that may slow down our progress, maybe because of responsibilities or obligations. But I firmly believe we can take control of our lives and it move forward step by step to what we're meant to be. So it's ironic that you talk about that being stuck I've felt stuck at times, but I always try to find a way to get through that. And that's why I'm here today to have this conversation so our listeners get unstuck. <laughs> I'd love to know more about the work that you do. Tell me more about the specific work in how you help clients. What are they feeling? What are they asking when they find you or you find them? I'm just curious about what is that? What's the perfect client or situation that you can help? They tend to find me as, you know, energy attracts like energy and we attract not what we want, but who we are. So whatever that, and it comes. And basically it's people know there is a different way. I wouldn't say a better way because then it's a judgment, a different way. And whether they're stuck or feeling overwhelmed or just know that there is a different way of living, of operating, of functioning, of running their lives and their businesses and leading, whether they're leading in their lives or their household or their work. And they just know there is a way to have less struggle and less stress and less overwhelmed and, and, and suffering and pain because at the end of the day, all of that we are experiencing is actually affecting our health, our relationships and everything else. So they believe there's a way. They just don't know how to get there. And I help them to, to get there and their teams and, and change that dynamics so they can have a more fulfilling, meaningful, satisfying in all the senses, life and, and work with the well-being. I'm curious for yourself, however, as you went through your journey, you said you've been through corporate and then you made the decision to go into your own practice and help others. Were you ever at a place where you felt stuck? And what did somebody come into your life where something happened that you realized you needed to move to like energy management and things like that? Were you once a patient or somebody that was stuck that this helped you through what you were navigating? Definitely. Every time I felt stuck, there's always a sign or a helping hand or a guide guardian angel or whatever you want to call it the universe normally sends us signs we choose to, we might choose to ignore them and not listen to our intuition and at some point when i did move from corporate to an entrepreneurship and i had my chocolate factory in belgium before i i, I got to spain and i just forgot how to listen to my intuition and that feeling of at one point stuck another point like believing there is a different way there is a different way you know that weight and that struggle and there should be a different way but I didn't listen to my intuition I just thought I don't have any I couldn't find it in the books and I went 
I am part of the entrepreneurs organization and I went to all sorts of activities and it just wasn't right. And then at some point I was at one of the leadership retreats and standing on top of Machu Picchu and listening to this amazing, inspiring speech of one of our leaders. And it just struck to me that I just wasn't aligned with who I truly was and those values and those beliefs. Those are not just words written on the walls, you know, the values of the company or your values. It actually is connecting to who you truly are. So remember starting with that who. And I'm like, well, no wonder I feel exhausted and drained. And then I'm like, okay, well, something has to change. And I found the, the coaching institute and went through the whole re-education and, re and certifications and things. And we focused a lot on what is at the core of our energy. Because, you know, as coaches and leaders, we can make all the strategies we want, but if the core energy is not there, we're just not going to get there. We just don't have that energy intrinsically, or we might get there, but we don't have the sense of fulfillment. Like, okay, well, and that's where the whole thing started. And I worked on myself a lot. And Clearly, one has to live it through to give it to the others. So it was a, is a beautiful, deep journey. And love uh, putting people through that deep journey of transformation and discovery and coming out on the other side because they can and manage it themselves and coach themselves moving forward and their teams. And that's amazing. So before we go into a specific example on how you may have impacted others, you talk about we need to start with the who and then the what, the why, etc. If we had to qualify who is Natalia, who are you at the core? Oh, that's a, such a holistic question because <laughs> imagine we take all those layers and you were talking about limiting beliefs and the society, the norms. It's like peeling the onion. And every day something else comes up. I can't say I'm just one thing. You know, we are hybrid individuals and holistic individuals. And this whole thing about the purpose, there is no just one purpose. Every single thing, you know, per, whether it's around our health or they're around our personal development, our relationships, our professional career, what we want to give back, there are different purpose that we, we are attracted to that gives us energy. And it is at the end, the question of what gives me energy, for example, and who am I? I'm the person that went to do a yoga session in the morning in front of the sea, meditate and read the book. And I tend to do that every morning. It's my me time. And I love that. That gives me energy and all the tools that I learn to, to give back to others. I am the person that can paint. There's one behind me, one of those paintings, a dance, connect with people, connect people with themselves, move organizations, travel around the world, discover. is such a multifaceted thing. And that who starts with the values and there are some values that are fundamentally unchangeable and some that do evolve because we evolve. We're not static. So 
yeah, thank you for the question. I don't know if I answered it. <laughs> no, you actually did because, you know, you make me think about who am I? And yes, I am evolving, but sometimes I think I am returning to who I once was before society took hold of me and tried to make me conform. So, you know, sometimes I even joke about my son, my middle son was rather disruptive, but I think he chose not to be put in a box and he just did his own thing and he's always been true to himself. When I think about myself, who am I? I too, if I miss writing in the morning or spending time just reflecting on my day, what did I get done yesterday? And I don't journal, but I will then write. And I have found recently uh, starting a new client. If I miss that writing in the morning, yes, I love the work that I'm doing, but something is missing from my day. And then when I think about family, knowing I love cooking. So when I my family gathers and I cook a good meal, that's family time, that's important. And then I also curl. And when I go to my curling club and I look around the room and I know that I maybe organized the evening event and I see people socializing and building new relationships, well, I'm tired at the end of the evening. The knowing that I'm building community gives me energy. And so that's who I am despite being tired after all of that. But it's a good tire because that's who I am. I would love to turn this now to an example of either a person or a team that needed your services. And I would love to know where were they when they started with you? What was their challenge or problem? And what was the transformation that you helped them through at the end? Because I want my listeners to really relate to the work that you do and the impact that you make. I can't say of one particular or a team because they're all so special. And what's what's uniting them is, is really that the fact that as leaders, whether they are founders or CEOs or executives, well, leaders in their companies and their homes, as we all, all are leaders, they have a lot to deal with. You know, we talk about who we are. Sometimes it's hard to deal with ourselves and we have to deal with the whole world around us. And those thoughts and emotions, that mind that never shuts up, making all sorts of conclusions and at times driving us instead of us controlling it, it, it is controlling us. And they feel overwhelmed, just overwhelmed, not to mention whatever is happening to economy, technologies, it's going at the speed of light. And we're trying to catch up and understand what's happening. So on top of that, the expectations they have of others, the expectations they have of themselves, the judgments they have of themselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not productive enough. I have to do better. I have to do more. I need to be more successful, more, more, more. It's exhausting. And no wonder it's affecting their health. Your body speaks your, your mind. Whatever we think, the emotions that are not processed, because you know we are so used to going, going, going and doing it, Whatever happened to the being, and you know, we tend to be human beings, but never mind. So all of that is being stagnated in our body, and then it just malfunctions, and then the body starts getting diseases, burnouts. You know, when then we start wondering why are, is our team not engaged or performant? We need to push the sales, we need to get more trainings, we need to do all of that stuff, but 
anybody actually connected to them and understood what is happening with their energy, what is influencing them. And so I work with people, uh, helping them to understand and manage their energy. And by energy, I mean that what is at the core of those thoughts, emotions, and actions, or inactions for that matter, because we only see the end result. Not enough sales, burnouts, people are leaving, people are being sick, or whatever, 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 but looking, you know, preventive, we talk about preventive medicine, great, what about preventive leadership? So all of that, we go through deep work, and what comes out at the end, they feel lighter, they make decisions without being under stress, they start functioning not being under stress because they don't perceive that stress as they did before. And stress is a big thing. It's about stress management. It's about time management. Well, you can't manage time. You can only manage yourself. And how do you manage stress? Well, let's start with perception, perspective, a view. What is stress and why do we feel stressed? You know, starting with that simple thought and judgment not productive enough. Well, think a little bit more, push yourself a little bit more, but is the pushing really going to help? Aren't we more productive in the flow, in the state of doing something that gives us the most energy? How do we get there? Same for our teams. It's a beautiful thought. I mean, we just have to sometimes have a guide such as yourself to step back and look at the frenzy that we put ourselves under because sometimes we want to do more. We want to satisfy multiple people. And along the way, I think we forget to just satisfy ourselves. And what you say resonates so much with you. And again, I enjoy speaking with you because you help me also on my journey. I want to change the world. I want to continue to do more. As an entrepreneur, we are creative and we want to just have a greater and greater impact. But sometimes we have to do less <laughs> in order to be able to give more. And I recently, again, I've got a few clients now. I pushed, I pushed. I've got a few clients right now. But it does mean I maybe cannot do as much as I used to because sleep for me is very important. Time with my husband, time with my kids is so important. And so I almost have to forgive myself and say, does it matter that I don't do that thing anymore? Do I need to volunteer for that organization? If it gives me joy, I keep it. But can I do it maybe at a lesser extent? I think we have to constantly reevaluate what's on our to-do list and evaluate it in different ways. What gives us joy? What must we do? And if we have to do it, is there any way we can make it less stressful? So I'm inspired by this work because I think sometimes we just try to intellectualize what we need to do in order to get more done. But I think we need to listen to our bodies and our mind a little bit more and look at the energy and just how we feel, because that ultimately is going to take over. Definitely, definitely. Yes. Let's start with to-be lists for a change. And What does that look like? I want my listeners to stop doing and start being. So what does the to-be list look like, or just a few examples? Well, if you were to feel your to-be list, what would be on your list? Cooking for pleasure with no time limits. Just do it because it's a creative outlet. Having the time to write every day, it takes my internal thoughts and it brings it out to the day. A casual walk with my dog versus just rushing to get it in. I have to take away the rushing so I can simply enjoy the things that I like to do. 
Does that make sense? Amazing. That makes a lot of sense. And guess, guess what? You having that you time and things that give you energy are actually multiplying your output. It's not about time. It's about your energy. You know how sometimes we have a lot of time where we just don't have the energy. What can you really do in that time? You can stare at the computer or a book and read it three times and still not get it because you're not in it. So we can make time. We can multiply time, create time and be the creator of our destiny, our work, creating that flow and that productivity, that efficiency will be right there after. It's not the other way around. I so agree what you say. If I don't get my me time, <laughs> by the time I have to do the stuff that I must do, the impact, the amount, and the quality of the work is just not there. I get through it, but it's not at my best. Now, my listeners, I'm sure, are inspired by your work. I love the concept of the to be versus the to do. But if my listeners wanted to do something tomorrow and change their energy or discover their who or just have a more purposeful work, life and energy and all of that. What are some tips or things they might do right now to start making an impact? And then but then I also hope they connect with you. So what are some things that they can do now to start making a change of not being so overwhelmed? Well, what I love is a simple tool. It's silly how simple it is. And we actually do that easily and by birth is to breathe. And something we forget a lot. You know, when we are under stress, in the rush, in the struggle, that's one thing that we forget. But it is fundamental that slow, deep breath. You know, if we just inhale and we exhale, the amount of well, time gained actually because we increase the clarity. We get a different perspective. We buy time to respond rather than react. We have the oxygen and everything through the body. So actually it helps the body to function better and the brain to function better that we care so much about. And it gives us that sense of peace. And so for me, as simple as it sounds, and yes, I am also a trainer in, in breath work and everything, but just simple breath work, a few deep, long breaths, anywhere you are, whether it's still being in bed and getting out of bed, whether it's sitting in front of the computer or on the phone or facing a conversation that's boiling up, the couple of breaths makes a world of difference. And that's magic, but so simple. You know, there's there's so many facets to that. And I, I know it's a technique. And sometimes we as humans are uncomfortable with pauses, uncomfortable with silence or a void of information or things happening. We have to be constantly doing. But I think even in our conversation, you as well, taking a breath and then picking a few words before we actually then respond to each other's questions is a technique because again, the breath gives your body some energy and a little bit of time to process and come forward with our best work. If we're just speaking rapidly and just saying whatever comes to our mind, eventually you're going to run out of 
air (laughs) and perhaps the clarity and the impact that you want. So I advise everybody, please breathe and slow things down a little bit. You will come out much more wiser in the words that you select and the impact that you're going to have. Definitely. And I deal a lot with the communications and negotiations and and support my clients in, in those difficult conversations and negotiations they have, whether it's with their colleagues or customers. And slowing down and pausing and checking in with their emotions, with the emotions of the other person, being an observer and participant at the same time. Checking where their energy is. How are they feeling? Are they feeling like they're a victim of the situation, like they have no choice and no uh, opportunities and and no solutions? Or do they look at at the situation as a learning opportunity, that there's always a win-win possibility, that they're there to co-create together? And those moments of pausing and becoming an observer rather than just a participant that just rushes in and reacts on every single thing makes such a world of difference in their negotiations, communications, and managing teams and, well, managing themselves and their energy at the end of those difficult situations. And that's a great tool to have. I love your work. I love your advice because it's just so important. And I I know my listeners really are going to uh, enjoy listening to this conversation. I think what you do is so important for leaders. I'll even mention that in my drop-in collective, that forum where I bring people that are listening to this conversation right now together to practice those skills about how to show up, to solve problems with each other and do things more intentionally versus just reacting to the situation. It's such a drain. And I'm just grateful that I found you, that I brought your conversation to my listeners. Before we bring it to the close, I just, I just, to my listeners, I want you to check out Natalia's work, Energy, Life by Design. I think it could be very transformational for a few of you out there to just look at yourselves in a different way and perhaps go to the area of energy and how you're feeling and just understanding who you are could actually, as she said, be a game changer. So Natalia, any last thoughts or things that you want to share with our audience before we bring it to a close? Certainly, I'm happy to. We have one of the tools you said that could be interesting and very powerful and insightful is the energy leadership assessment. So we have a 360 assessment that is so unique because it's attitude-based, it's behavioral And as opposed to personalities that you cannot always change, but behaviors and attitudes you can, if only you're aware of that. And that assessment shows you not only how you show up when you're under stress or not under stress, how you're experiencing the world and what perspectives you have, what consciousness and leadership ability you have, but it also gives you a 360 view of up to 36 conscious leadership competencies. And 360 view is really a 360 view being you assess yourself, but wouldn't it be great to know how others see you, whether they're direct reports or your business partners or your family, your friends, your clients, your mentors. And that's a real 360 to really see where the blind spots are, where the gaps are, because you might think you're managing effective meetings or listening to others, 
Well, I can tell you that assessment can really show if your family thinks the same way and maybe that you're not dealing with conflicts in a certain way or any other competencies that are making you a great conscious leader and the best leader you can be. And that's an amazing assessment. That was one of the tools that companies I work with and individuals find extremely fascinating. So I am so grateful for these resources. Listeners, please check out Natalia, her work by Life by Design. All the information will be in the show notes. I'm grateful to have shared this time with you on a Saturday morning, Natalia, and I just wish you continued success in your work. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for you, for all your work and the great impact that you bring to the community, to the world. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.